0: Hey, Zana, just checking in. What is your status? Get a picture. A sleeping man holding a fish snuggled up by birds on
1: my magic carpet.
2: Welcome to Headquarters.
1: Oh my gosh, do you guys call this place HQ?
2: That we do, ma'am. Every guild who is associated with this player's unified autonomous zone uh, is allowed to elect one representative so long as they meet a certain threshold of individuals.
0: What you doing with the petition, buddy?
3: Like I just said, I was looking for a guild.
0: I'll be right back. You all try not Wait, to feel me. embarrassed.
3: What do you
2: mean? You'll get be right back.
1: Can yeah, you join the guild?
2: Maybe we could get into the city.
1: Here, Tama. you come with us.
2: But you swear you almost hear the muffled screams in the distance.
1: Yeah, no, they found the snakes.
2: And welcome back to another episode of the SAO Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 19. What? Is it Episode 19? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got it right! Look at me go. Woo!
0: Yeah, you're good. You're good. (laughs) What?
2: We all just went to Red Robin. Totally not sponsored. But we're all uh, in a food coma and a daze. You should totally try out their cinnamon donuts. Ooh, red light! But all my players are going to go around the circle right now and introduce themselves before we jump into today's episode.
0: My name is Emily, but you might know me as Snow, since I've been playing her for a very long time, as well as several other voices that you have heard on this podcast and this series. So yeah, Snow is joined by her amazingly large wolf companion, Nachia,
1: yes.
0: who is the king. Yes. Also, yeah, we can, we can kind of understand him now. And
1: i I play Zana with her faithful little pet. Alistair. That's right. Alistair Crow.
4: No, I didn't pick the name.
1: Well, a lot of people think you're Alistair Raven, and I just like, you're a crow, you're yeah. not a raven.
3: But they're I, all carved.
1: Everybody keeps saying that you're a raven, you're a crow.
3: Hello, uh, my name is Jonathan, and I will be playing the character Tama. When last we left off, the group was somewhat
2: divided, but still conquering in their own right. Snow decided to stay behind in the high council meeting of Puaz to attempt to resolve some issues with various other guilds currently in the game. Meanwhile, Zana met up with a old compatriot Tama, and they at the guidance of Draken decided to brave the sewers of Ereveldum in an attempt to sneak into the nation's capital and get paperwork so that they could freely walk around about the city. And it is with them ...that we start off today's episode. Having just come out from the underground secret entranceway, they now find themselves whisked into the bustling streets of a 1920s city, more or less. It seems somewhat more advanced and steampunk in some regards, but also lagging behind in technology in others. But, on the whole, for what has been more or less a fantasy world up until now, there's no magic but science everywhere in the forms of radios automobiles streetlights all kinds of things music blasting and people bustling all through the streets and town
1: Uh, is it just me or does anybody else feel like we kind of blacked out there like everything was getting dark and closing in on us and then now we're here
3: Tomo just shrugs
2: I mean we we walked to the, the exit from the tunnels Donald's, working getting kind of dark, though.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the crazy one. That's fine.
2: Alrighty, well, uh, we need to get your paperwork done, which means we need to make our way to the records office. Very exciting.
1: So, you know where you're going?
2: Yes. I've been here before. Okay,
1: just checking. I
2: have connections. Just, Just don't get too lost. Uh, He says as he does begin walking off to the distance down the sidewalk right next to this very busy street as you see combustion engine automobiles driving down and stopping at intersections and lights as people are also walking about the town. As you are walking down and through town, you see numerous unfamiliar and unexpected sights. The, The buildings here are auspiciously tall. The outside wall, which was protecting the city, is about 80 feet tall itself, but almost all of the buildings in here follow a similar pattern and tend to be at least two or three stories tall. And there seems to be numerous cylindrical tubes going through the city, and you see as parcels are being passed through them, pushed by compressed air. As well, there seems to be a number of what seem to be rudimentary clockwork elevators, which are whisking people up and down and side to side across all numbers of buildings. But eventually, uh, you make your way to a very large building, which seems to have a clock inset to a spherical, like, rotating orb, almost, as the clock spins still functions but spins around as well, being it's somewhat difficult to read but it's a very interesting uh, feat of like almost perpetual motion and it's hung above this massive door which actually says Emporium above it well, the records office is housed within the Department of Education uh, and is kind of one set to the Emporium and the Archives so you're going to have to get your paperwork done here
1: Alright, so do they, like, take our picture? Do we tell them our real names?
2: Uh, yeah, they're probably gonna do a background check on you.
1: Oh, that's, that's great. That's, hmm, I'm not worried about that at all.
2: Oh, you probably should be. They have been known to deny people before.
1: Oh, well, we'll we'll just burn those bridges when they come to us.
2: Uh, and... Draken gestures up a long staircase which leads up to a large red double door with a gold handle which you push to open. And you make your way into what almost looks like a museum. Ah,
1: this is nothing like the DMV.
2: The walls are made of a dark wood and almost the entirety of the carpet is a plush red with a gold trim. And off in the distance you hear the faint clicking and clacking of a typewriter. Before, all of a sudden, uh, uh, almost as soon as you enter, a very chipper and excited individual, well-dressed man in a red tuxedo, holding a cane, approaches you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Emporium! Are you here for a tour?
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to one, maybe later, but we're here on business. Oh, phooey, no
2: fun at all. Well... Uh, what kind of business brings you here?
1: She looks at Draken.
2: Oh, um, d- d- gosh. Uh, what, what is his name? And you see Draken going through a bunch of Ah, uh, Charles. D- d- I'm sorry. No, we're, we're, we're here to see. And he just keeps scrolling through. So many NPC names. I can't keep track of all of them. Uh, d- Donis. Oh, the records office. What a drag. Yeah, it's first on the left. And he gestures uh, towards a side hallway, which leads you into a much shorter room. The one you first initially entered was actually very spacious. And you can see uh, from here with a perception check some fairly interesting things. So go ahead and roll a perception check for me to see what all you see before you are whisked away out of this room.
3: 27.
1: 19.
2: Zana, you're more focused on the individual who you're holding a conversation with, who you promised to take a better tour of the place, but one of the most striking things you see is almost impossible to miss. It seems as if there is some type of aircraft, almost like a blimp or a plane which is hung suspended from the ceiling here. Meanwhile, Tama, you're able to see various other gadgets and gizmos all on display with placards. You do also see this blimp like aircraft, but you see a number of other mechanical contraptions. Some of them look like bulldozers or giant drills, and it seems as if an entire museum of scientific advancements. But nonetheless, you continue walking down the hall and the sound of the typewriter grows louder and louder until eventually you reach this desk, which is separated by a clear see through screen of sorts, uh, to which on the other side you see a very elderly woman. Alrighty, state your business. Draken just gestures for you to go forward.
1: Uh, we're here to get paperwork.
4: No. Alright, submit your documentation. What
1: documentation is required?
4: Uh,
2: Fill out the following form. And there's just a clipboard with a sheet of paper, which seems to be fairly innocent at first, but then slowly begins getting more and more concerning. It asks somewhat standard questions like first, last name, date of birth. But then it starts getting very interesting, asking for things like your address and your social security number.
1: Mm. Well, I I don't have access to all of this information, but I will fill out as much as I can.
4: Please do. It will expedite anything in the background, check.
1: This guy's gonna need one, too. She elbows Tama.
4: Please present your information.
3: Tama looks at her and kind of shakes his head and looks at... Oh. And she just slides out another clipboard with a front pen for you. Tama reaches out, grabs it, and then nods his head and then starts filling it out.
2: Okay. And you sit down and you fill out all of your paperwork. Um, is there any information you would intentionally disclose or change regarding your person?
1: Zana wouldn't know her social security number.
2: <laughs> you just put 00, 000, 000, 000. 0000000001. Alright, um, okay, so when, it, do you put your real, fr- like, your actual out of game first and last name?
1: All of my character's information.
3: Tama writes his, his, first name is Tama, and thinks for a second, trying to figure out what he could use as a last name, because, you know, so, he, he's like, thinks that he should put down the name of his, uh, monastery Use it. at, puts down things.
2: Yep.
1: Can I, can I perception to see this? Yeah, absolutely. Lead over his paper? 23.
2: Yeah, you would be able to see that unless he's concealing it.
1: Are you serious, dude? Is that your actual name or your in-game name? Because either one I want to know.
3: Toma just looks at her and kind of shrugs and goes back to the paperwork. <laughs>
1: so you're telling me that you want people to call you Mr. Tom-a-b-bangs. Tom Bangs?
3: Tama just doesn't answer.
2: <laughs> Listen, was it to you if that guy bangs?
1: I bet he does. He looks... He and um never mind. He looks pretty I...
2: fit. He he probably could bang. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to wait until combat to see that. I don't know where he went during combat he was in with me, but apparently he roughed some guys up, chased some guys down, he's pretty brutal about it.
2: Um a couple of other questions it would ask um would be such things as occupation and standardized annual income and various other strange and somewhat odd <laughs> and intrusive questions
1: occupation Badass.
3: <laughs> annual income $0 i'm broke <laughs> tom puts down his uh occupation as physical fitness
2: is okay very nice
1: any other questions
2: um not not that i can think of off the top of my head but there would be a, a, a it would be about like five, a solid 5 pages of paperwork i feel it would kind of get in depth somewhat intrusive and you would be filling it out almost like Light heartedly, taking it almost as a joke, not taking it too seriously, and neglecting to fill out numerous forms of information. Nonetheless, eventually you submit it. <sighs> All right. Well, I see they're gonna have a busy day.
4: All right. Thank you. Uh, please stand in front of the right curtain. And uh, she just gestures
2: over there to the right.
1: Oh no, is this photo ID? Donald starts checking her hair. Um, when I got my first driver's license, when I was 18, uh, no, I wasn't ready.
2: And it gets you in, like, this panic state of, like, fixing your hair and, like,
4: adjusting. Well, it's not the worst one we've had. And uh. she just puts it all next
3: to the paper and puts a paperclip on it.
0: It's just like... Missing.
3: Next! Tama comes up and, like, tries to smile his smile, but it's it's not really a great smile. Oh.
4: Oh, that, that might be one of the worst ones we've had. <laughs> and she just, just
3: puts a
2: paper <laughs> clip on, uh, attaching your picture to your portfolio. <laughs>
4: All right. Give it three to five business days for your paperwork to be finalized, uh, and do understand that you will probably be hearing from the um, Department of Civil Order and the Bureau of Inquisition.
1: So, like, uh, the, the like the, the Feds.
4: Uh, is there any reason that we would have any issue contacting your next of kin or any relatives?
1: Considering I don't have any, yes.
4: Uh, do you have any um, pers- close personal acquaintances or points of contact that we should be aware of?
1: Donna kind of frowns. Uh, I I don't know.
3: Tom uh, looks and just nods his head back and forth. Oh... Uh... Alright, who am I going to assign this one to? Who wait, I, wait, wait, who wait, I,
1: I have an idea, like? Tama. Tama, I can be yours. And you can be mine.
3: Tama thinks about it for a second and then just kind of shrugs and nods his head. Probably sucks
4: uh Alright, who's on the short end of the stick? Who am I assigning this one to? And I, I,
1: is there anyone that maybe have insulted you recently? They said you looked glum or something when you in fact look refreshing.
2: Oh, yeah, here we go. And you see as she just turns around and puts it on, um, there's an organized shelf behind her, and each one has an individual cubby with a label on it, and she just kind of slots it in to uh, one of these cubbies. You can perception check if you want to see the name who who has been assigned to your caseload.
1: 24. And
2: you see the name, Stefan von Linden.
1: Oh, no. 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 Why? Is he, does he creep everyone out? <laughs> he has multiple reports to HR, but he is HR. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just dismisses all of them. He is human resources. <laughs> who do you report human resources to? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh and with this time passes and you get uh, to explore the various city would you like to would you have gone on the tour
1: are we going on the tour i mean we have 3 to 5 days to wait are we waiting in the city do you have things to do i'm sure draken could have a little bit of fun if he wanted to
2: We we, we don't have time for... There's like 18 other things. People are literally going missing in nearby cities. Villages are being burned to the ground. I'm pretty sure a sphinx got resurrected at some point in the desert and is fighting a giant spider army.
1: Oh my gosh, Pierre?
2: Of course you would know him. It explains so much.
1: Yeah, man. We were his first friends.
2: I would keep that information very quiet.
1: Oh. All right then.
2: Do you know... How he keeps his spider-paws so soft.
1: With the blood of his enemies. It's moisturizer.
2: Do you know how big his spider-paws are now? Oh, no. And as a few hours have passed, you get a somewhat urgent message from Snow requesting you to come back to Pua's very quickly.
0: I open it. Okay, hey, uh, so guys, I, I kind of need you back here ASAP, there is something going down, and uh, let's just say it's not good.
2: Meanwhile, Draken seems to be opening up his messages, and you just hear him scream,
1: PANIC! THE APOCALYPSE IS nigh!" Oh, oh my gosh. I don't think it's that much to worry about, Snow's dramatic sometimes. What are you freaking out about?
2: Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. Snow has requested backup. Um, that, sh- like, our presence. Um, that is not what I'm... This is, this is going to have consequences and ramifications. We need to get back there now. All right, then. Uh, all of you do now have unlocked the capability to use your in-game teleportation uh, mechanic. Uh, So you all have a UI which you can navigate through and you can teleport from place to place. You have now unlocked the city of Ereveldum, but you can also teleport to Puaz as well. So you can teleport directly there.
1: So just meet up at Puaz? Uh, yes. Okay.
3: And Draken goes through and you see him, poof, vanish.
1: Zana turns to Tama. You coming with us?
3: Tama nods and Natsu said yes.
1: All right then.
2: As you teleport, you go to... The last most centralized location uh, where you all met, which is the High Council meeting at the center of town, it seems as if there is a lot of heated debate and discussion. The entire structure of this area is like an amphitheater as it kind of slopes downward to a center stage and there are high offset box seats uh, for important individuals. But down at the center, you see snow kind of struggling as a number of members of the crowd are verbally debating quite loudly uh, amongst themselves and with her. Uh, And I need all of you, including Snow, to roll a perception check for me. 32. 33.
0: 21. It's not bad, actually.
2: It's not terrible. Um, Unfortunately, you're kind of at the the epicenter of all of this. There's a lot going on because these people are arguing all around you. But you do see, um, out from amidst the crowd of numerous players. It seems as if a large gathering has conglomerated here. Before, it was mostly empty. It now seems as if there are dozens of individuals. But amidst all of them, you see two or three dark-cloaked individuals leave the crowd and begin making their way towards the exits and the streets.
1: What are they doing?
2: Do you say that out loud? Do you, ask, do you pose that question yeah, to someone? Yeah,
1: I point to them because they seem suspicious.
2: What? What? Who? Where?
1: Those people. Huh? The ones the dark folks running away.
2: Tama just shrugs. Dra- Draken squints and it seems as if he didn't see anything. Hm. But as the crowd continues to get rowdier and rowdier.
1: So do we go up and, and help her?
2: Eventually you begin to hear sirens off in the distance that are getting louder.
1: Is it like, does it sound like police sirens?
2: They do sound like police sirens.
1: Donna sees, uh, Zana hears the sirens, has flashbacks, and yells very loudly, as loud as she possibly can yell, AYO! SOMEONE CALLED THE COPS!
3: At,
2: at this, in a moment of panic, a lot of the individuals in the crowd turn from their verbal confrontations and begin drawing their weapons, and some of them just scatter and run. Scatter? Someone
4: grabbed a 40 and threw it on the ground and yelled, SCATTER!
2: A calamity ensues as a number of these dark cloaked individuals, which you saw slink off, now come in with large shields and are blocking the exit ways.
1: We, as soon as I heard them sirens, I'm running. I ain't sticking around to see the company.
2: (laughs) You are currently in somewhat of the middle, but these individuals did arrive before whatever the sound generating the sirens did. Um, There are six exits and each exit has roughly two of these individuals who are wearing dark cloaks and they seem to have riot shields.
1: Um, so I think I understand what Drake meant when he said anarchy, the end of the world now. That's that's starting to make sense. Yeah,
2: yeah this is what I was afraid of. Snow said uh, that the gathering was getting a little out of hand and um, the Arab Eldam people do not like it when gatherings get out of hand.
1: Uh Okay so um, do we want to get out of here uh, yeah
2: don't... if we can regroup and find a, a different exit it looks like all of the current ones are closed we might have to get out of here blasting though
1: uh can I perception the ceiling is there a ceiling to this place no or it's
2: or an open there? air amphitheater
1: and they and there's six exits is it like s- seats rows
2: Yes so so there' are seats and rows and there' are stairs leading up there are walls but there's no ceiling
1: okay. No ceiling. Zana can work with that. You certainly Um, can. I look to
0: see what Snow's doing on the stage. Listen, I don't know what I said that set them off. It's not my fault. I
2: uh, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what you said.
0: I don't know what I said either. Amazing.
2: (laughs) Really set people off, though. Seems like a real contrived plot device.
0: Uh, Interesting. I mean, the only thing I can think that I said at this point, because I have no idea what I said, uh, is something along the lines of that they were being a bunch of cowards kowtowing to this country's ridiculous regulations and that they needed to step up the game and that it was something about um, hindering our progress and getting out of here or something along those lines. I didn't think it was that bad, though. Yeah, I also sent a message to everybody else, but, you know, this oh, crowd wow. is I just... Di- I didn't
2: know when you had that much time to type.
0: Neither do I. Something happened.
2: So, what do you end up doing?
0: Yeah, no, I'm still kind of lost about what happened. Um, Snow's just standing there, frozen.
2: There's around about three dozen players in this large amphitheater, which has six exits... Each of the exits is currently blocked by two dark-cloaked individuals with riot shields, which are preventing anyone from leaving.
0: Wait, there's only two of them per row? Yes. Oh, no, I gotta be responsible. I was gonna say down.
2: (laughs) A a number of the players at this point are actually assaulting the guards. Um, They've pulled out their weapons, they've drawn them, uh, and the guards are currently bunkered in. Some of the players are uh, attempting to teleport, but are shouting that apparently teleportation has been nullified in the area.
0: That is scary. She scans the crowd to see if her friends have arrived.
2: Looking around the crowd, you do see that some of the individuals who have not immediately rushed to the exits uh, kind of standing amongst the bleachers. You see Draken, Zana, and this new individual, Tama, seems to be along with them.
1: Zana makes eye contact with you, though, and is like, what? What do we, what do, we do?
0: So you, you just look at her and she looks at you. She yes. has no idea what you're thinking. And you
2: look at her. <laughs> I was just and She thinking. looks you.
0: You see, Aunt Zana's eyes track
1: towards the guards that are having the exit towards the fights, and look back at you.
0: She leers at you, thinking, "Oh no, she wants to fight them." This seems reasonable at this point.
2: I, I thought it looked to me like she wanted a cheeseburger no, no, no. with no pickles. What? I don't know, man. Look, I had a hungry look in her eye. She wants
0: pickles right now?
2: No, no, no. Of all the times you want
0: pickles, Zana, she just kind of like starts to... Like talk
2: at you and you just get gestured at from like about 100, 200 feet away.
0: Of all the times
1: you want pickles, that's definitely not what she said.
2: (laughs) That's definitely not what she said, even though it was a perfect interpretation.
1: (laughs) Zana assumes she must have read it wrong somehow. All right, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not one to stick around here. So I'd say we get out as soon as we can.
3: Tama just looks at Tana and then looks at Draken. And- uh,
4: genius plan. Um, however, I don't know if you noticed the mob of around about 36 people who all agree
2: with you and have also thus far been unsuccessful.
1: Is there anything I can climb on?
2: Oh, uh, I mean... Is there, like,
1: walls? There, so there, are, there are
2: walls. So you would you could be able to jump to the top of the bleachers, and then there's around about 10 to 20 foot tall walls which kind of seem to curve inwards slightly as if it's a stadium, but an open air stadium. So there's gonna be a slight inward curvature to those walls, which may increases the difficulty slightly. How thick are the walls? Roll a knowledge engineering check to determine the, the thickness of these walls. 19. You can tell that these walls are seem to be made out of some type of stone and or cement, but they seem to be about a foot or two thick.
1: I can get you guys up to a higher vantage point if you guys want to spider climb up there. That basically just means that you can, like, walk like Spider Man. It takes a little adjusting to get to. While I can go down and rescue Snow with my magic carpet.
2: Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, what about Wilson down there?
1: I can send the carpet back down and up for him.
2: And and Nichia?
1: I can send the carpet back down and up.
2: This sounds like a lot of trips. I don't know if you hear that. That's getting really loud and close.
0: Yep, Uh,
1: so I'm going to
0: go. Are they making any demands or anything? Or are they just like standing there with riot shields?
2: After a brief period of time, uh, it doesn't seem as if any of the individuals with riot shields break formation. Uh, But you see off in the distance as uh, an automobile kind of pulls up and there's an individual standing on top of it also wearing a black cloak And it seems as if they're using some sort of amplification device as they cast out their voice. All individuals in violation of city ordinances, please remain calm and you will be duly processed at a reasonable rate. Form a single file line so that we may process you.
0: Oh, this is so stupid. What? Violations. I'm so confused. So Zana gets out
1: uh, her carpet, gets on it, and motions for it to go towards snow.
2: You say, Vamanos, and it begins go.
1: Vamanos.
2: Zana begins flying down towards snow on her magic carpet, utilizing its flight-based feature. But when you get there to the base, it seems the snow is almost frozen, unsure of what to do. She seems somewhat panicked and overwhelmed by the circumstance.
1: Zana comes on a flying carpet, Right in front of you, extends her hand. Do you
0: want to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different... She looks at you and then looks back at the group, like, just like everybody else. God, I hate this city, and she'll step onto your carpet.
1: I have a feeling the boys can take care of themselves, and so we can come back for them if necessary. Are you trying to leave Wilson behind? How heavy is Wilson?
2: Uh, I'm a stocky lad.
1: All right, well- I'll send the carpet back down. Just
2: I mean give I, me a I, I I might be able to ride out of here.
1: Go ahead and drop. Uh, okay. How heavy is Neutia? Too
0: heavy. He's a large creature.
1: So, I start taking us back up if you don't say anything else.
2: So, where do you begin flying to?
1: Straight up. No one can grab us.
2: You're correct. No one can grab you from that range, nor are you impeded by any wall. However, comma as you begin ascending and getting higher and higher and higher, and you begin breaching the threshold of the ceiling, all of a sudden, you hear a shot. The firearm ring out amongst the crowd, and a bullet slings, and I need to know what your AC is. Ah, you've been shot!
1: 22.
2: You feel impact and a searing pain in your leftmost shoulder as you've been pierced, but luckily the bullet seems to have gone all the way straight through, but now there is a decent-sized hole.
1: Oh oh my gosh! They shot me! Oh, this happened to my cousin Jimmy one time, oh my gosh, I, oh, oh my gosh.
2: I need to roll a fortitude save. 14. Though the bullet has seemingly exited you, you feel that in the aftermath of the shot, your actions feel slowed.
0: Seeing that Zana gets shot, she realizes that currently the form that she's in is not in any position to be of use, being separated from her bodyguard, essentially. So she changes to the snow form. Can I turn the carpet, me and Snow Invisible,
1: and have it escalating up and outwards away from the bullets? Invisibility works on objects
0: no more than 100 pounds.
2: Well, the carpet definitely isn't that fat.
0: I
1: like to do me, Snow, and then Carpet.
2: Oh, okay, sure. Having changed to Snow and Zana now Invisible, bullets kind of dink off of your armor that you are wearing in this form. Uh, And meanwhile, individuals can no longer see their target for Zana, and soon enough, they can no longer see snow, as Zana casts the spell on her, uh, following lastly on her carpet as well.
1: And as soon as I do it on the carpet, I move sideways and then back up. (laughs) Evasive maneuvers.
2: Roll a perception check for me.
1: Moi? Who?
2: Everyone. Uh, You may. Um, I was just going to to give you a further description of the people who are kind of holding you here.
0: 17. 15. Oof,
2: 17. You see a large number of individuals in black cloaks and well-dressed almost like black suits. The individuals are now layering in blocking you. So before each exit only had two individuals with riot shields, they've now stacked up into two rows and it's a collective of four pushing back to back. Furthermore, it seems as if numerous guards have come in on these automobiles and they're currently situated on top of them. These individuals have long rifles, they have black caps, and you see as if they are now beginning to put on some type of green goggles. Oh no,
0: they're gonna get gassed. Snow, having a sneaking suspicion. Zana, I hope you're ready to get shot at again, because I think those might be able to see through invisibility. Uh, um, are we not
1: out yet? We were, like, I would round up 40 feet.
2: So so 40 feet, you, I would say about three rounds of pasture, about 120 feet up in the air right now.
1: And is that enough to go out of the place?
2: You are up out of the stadium, so you are no longer uh, contained within the roof at this point, but you are still within firing range of these individuals.
1: Well, I would like
0: to get... So it's East Circle... I'd like to go out
2: of circle. Oh, that's a good idea. A, I like that. That, that. That's inventive.
0: Can I look to see if Wilson is able? Is he making his way out, or is he having trouble? So it would appear,
2: as you were ascending, actually, you were able to hear one thing over the, the screaming crowds, and that was a familiar doot doot, as Wilson has tooted his horn.
0: A doot doot. A doot, doot. Why is he challenging, what? Why is he challenging people right now?
2: And you see, as apparently, uh, Wilson is mounted on his large steed, Angus, and uh, all the individuals that were in front of him have now made way. And you see he, with Nichia immediately behind him, are currently barreling towards (laughs) this barricade. And a number of these guards seem panicked, though they hold steadfast, but this absolute monster, of a black stallion just barrels straight through them, completely breaking the barricade and a number of players are able to escape through this one side entrance.
0: (sighs) Okay, good. All right, Draken, uh, where's that other guy that we were with?
1: Oh, that's Tama. He's an old friend and also- That's not Uh, what I asked, I said, where is he?
2: And we cut over. What
3: is Tama doing
2: in this situation?
3: Tama looks over at Draken to try and see what he's doing first before he makes his move. You see Draken as he's
2: kind of putting on some white gloves and just like fastens them. Uh, and he's just kind of like staring at you, like wondering why you're staring at him.
3: Tama just kind of looks a little confused, but then it figures that uh, Draken knows what he's doing. look Turns around and looks at the wall, yeah. see, sees how high it is. Draken
2: also looks at the wall and begins walking up to it and then just begins climbing it. Uh, Tama also begins to climb <laughs> okay you can go ahead and roll climb check okay because um, you are not under the effects of spider climb right now it is a smooth surface and it's actually a smooth surface with a negative uh, incline so it's curving outwards it's gonna be rather difficult I think Tama was trying to dimension door on top of the curve okay alright um, is there anything that you have to roll I don't think so no you just it's expend just, its it's key a key point yeah, yeah I expend two key points So as you attempt to dimension door above this curve so that you can have solid footing underneath you, you've used this ability a few times before, and you know what it should feel like, but for some reason it feels as if you're obstructed, and you get chunted slightly off your desired position, and instead of being on top of the curve, you are just underneath it. I need for you to roll a reflex save followed by a climb check. Reflex is 27. Okay, and your climb? Thirty. panicked, but still reactive fast enough. Your character realizes that they're not in the location that they intended, and desperately grabs at the ledge and manages to hold on with, and utilizing just their upper body strength, is able to pull themselves up and over the arc so that you are now on top of the curve. But it seems strange as when you attempted to blink it felt as if there was some sort of barrier preventing that type of transportation, but there does seem to be no physical impediment to you being able to get through. And you are now on top of this curve. And after a few moments, uh, Draken is actually there beside you. Tom looks over, nods his head. Draken nods. And it's just two strong, silent, masculine individuals who walk up together into sunset.
0: <laughs> Little even, like
3: sliding down the, the yeah. Universe.
1: I'd fly us back to HQ, nursing my gunshot wound.
2: Um, actually, uh, mm, Did on, she take much? damage for that? She did. Um, you, you you took, uh, seven damage. Like, she has a hole in her <laughs> shoulder now. she some damage.
1: So I actually have Celestial Healing greater.
2: I mean, if you would like to utilize as soon that right as we now.
1: Were, as soon as we were outside.
2: So I will say, of uh, a few things happened, meanwhile, uh, during all of your various escape attempts, The guards have uh, regathered themselves after Wilson's heroic charge through the barricade. And while you were attempting to fly off on the magic carpet, individuals still somehow continued to shoot in your general direction. And a few times, though neither of you were hit, you did feel as they did strike the carpet. And there are now some holes in your nice magic carpet.
3: Uh, It's going to be expensive to
2: fix. Thankfully, at a somewhat safe distance away, Uh, You are observing this from afar, but you do see as these individuals who are blocking everyone in begin lobbing some large metal canisters into the amphitheater, and from them eventually becomes and emanates billowing plumes of smoke, which fill the arena.
1: Oh my gosh. They're totally smoke-bombing the place. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't stick around for that. It looks like everybody else got out, so I'd say we try and meet up at HQ. Donna does take the carpet
0: a little bit higher than she usually would, to kind of like. This is a great view, huh? I feel like we're standing out like a sore thumb, but sure, I guess. Um, she's really stressed right now. We're both invisible, including this carpet. Uh, they see us. Pew 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 pew. I don't pew. think invisibility I'm matters anymore. Take us very far away. Yes. She's still stressed and she's saying the exact same thing. I don't think your invisibility is going to matter much since they can see through it now. Their technology is getting way too advanced. Yeah, it kind of seemed
1: like, um, I don't know, some people are trying to teleport and they can't teleport, but we teleported in, so it kind of seemed like a little
0: suspicious. Yeah, a little weird that they were on teleport in, despite there being some kind of weird barrier, GM. Mm. mm. Interesting.
3: Unless the barrier wasn't up when we but when That's the only thing. Zana, would you have
2: messaged anyone your intentional location? That you're going to be meeting up at the... Or that you would be headed towards HQ? Because you just said you would be going there. But the rest of your party doesn't know where you're going. So I'm asking if you would have reached out to them to tell them.
0: Are we in a party chat? We've been in a party chat at some I mean, some point. you
2: can... You, okay. There's a guild chat, and then you can also make a party chat if you would like to. And then also include Tama. You were in a party chat from the sewers?
1: I messaged, I do message them, regroup at HQ.
2: After all the chaos and ruckus is left in your wake, you all manage to find yourselves a short distance away. It's only about a mile or two, but you attempt to regather at headquarters, though the events that are only somewhat down the street uh, do echo And murmurs begin to start at this location, as they're not that far off.
0: Great. Uh. Just great. She kind of storms in through the door and just sits down at a nearby booth. I go to sit down with her. Um,
1: we're we're not going to get, sir. Are we still invisible?
2: So you all begin making your way and kind of plop down at a nearby table. There seems to be a ruckus, and it actually seems that uh, the other individual who frequents this location is also here, as you hear Akula's voice off in the corner. Oh my gosh.
0: You're right, he's here. Yeah, that doesn't really matter right now. What matters is the fact that this entire city is out to get every single player that is here.
1: I don't know what you said at the... I don't know what I
0: said either. People just got upset for no reason. But...
1: It seemed like whatever you said was pretty controversial. <laughs> and not
0: controversial. Waffles are better than pancakes. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm just saying, I, you kind of messaged us. We came in. Somebody called the cops.
0: Listen, I I did not have any choice in that matter. I messaged you, and that that's what happened. Somebody messaged the cops. So... What's
1: our game plan from here? We have our paperwork and processing.
0: Our goal is just to get out of this game, right? To get off this floor at the very least. This place is terrible. Pretty much. So? From what I last remember, and you probably, you don't know this, but overall, since we've been on this floor, there's only two ways that we could think that we might be able to get out of this game. Might have to do with water or it might have to do with the mines. And so far, we haven't had any luck getting access to the mines.
1: So what about the water?
0: Well, that's on the other side of the continent. That's nearby the continent.
2: <laughs> uh, basically, this place is actually situated kind of exactly like Italy. You've got the Alps above you, which is the mountain ridge, but this city is kind of centralized, so it is landlocked, but the coast is... It's a decent distance away, but technically this is the closest settlement to the coast.
0: Overall, my main concern right now is the fact that, number one, this city has way too much information on the players, and number two, their technology is advancing to combat us. Yeah, so why don't we just, like,
1: bomb the city or
0: something? (laughs) Careful, say that too loud and they might come in here, she kind of chuckles. That's
1: why I whispered.
2: Uh, You do hear off in the distance, um, over the murmurs and frustrated tones of the patrons of this establishment, that there do seem to be sirens which flood the city and they're kind of fanning out, searching in all directions, almost looking for trouble.
0: Looking
1: for trouble, huh? Great. What time is it in game?
2: It's after early afternoon.
1: Alright. So um do we do we stay here? Do we go to the water?
0: Well, I mean you said we were meeting everyone back here at HQ, so we should probably stick around before we try and split. Oh, I thought the other people had come in.
2: And after a few moments of you two having a discourse, Tama and Draken do make their way in.
0: Where's Wilson? She looks at Draken.
2: Uh I don't know where lover number two is. It seems like he charged through a barricade on a big black stallion.
0: <sighs> lover number one, your job is to watch after lover number two.
4: Why, why is that my job?
0: I don't know. It's a triangle of some kind.
4: Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was like a Michael Bay-esque chase scene with cars and explosions with him riding a black stallion through the straits and a number of cruisers pursuing him and him being shot at.
0: Is that what all the sirens are for? Because that that—that sounds... Oh, no. Oh, no. No! 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 Well, please! Pow, oh pow. God! Why is this Michael Bay? <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: gonna—he's gonna bring him right to us. You said to meet you at HQ.
1: Well, um, in other news, Snow, we have someone who's interested in joining our party. I mean, our guild.
0: Right. That's right. You guys were bringing this up earlier. So, um, she looks at Tama, looking him up and down. So what are your skills exactly?
3: Like I said, I'm a monk.
0: Are, right. Are, are you any good at being a monk? Like, are, are, Do you have a resume or something?
2: I mean, I saw him. He was able to dimension door. It was pretty impressive.
0: Oh, okay. All right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I
1: was in a fight with him. He seemed to help.
0: That sounds he about a on par for the course with Zana fighting other players. I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't.
1: I was on a. We were fighting the same
0: person. Fighting other players, yeah. Sounds about on, on par. Okay, um, all right, so go ahead, take a seat, Tama.
3: Tama sits down where she's pointing.
0: Yeah, she's just gesturing out across from the table. Well, uh, times are somewhat tumultuous right now. I can't really say our guild has an induction of any sort, but I do feel like we have some standards we have to meet. And the standard that I think is
4: pretty low. <laughs> I'm
3: about to say. <laughs> thanks. Are
2: you a below average reject from society? Then you're on board.
0: Well, thanks. Um, She definitely, she, she just kind of sits there thinking, we've had a lot of people join our guild. They come and go and die like every other guild.
2: Who's, oh, Elias. <laughs> I'm about to say, who's died?
0: Who's
1: left? <laughs> oh. um, well, to be fair, we've only had one death, and I didn't even
0: know her. So, why do you want our jo- why do you want to join our guild, Tama? Why not like the Eastland Raiders over there? They are burly men with axes.
2: And you do see is these like gruff individuals, one of which is completely missing an eye, is just like flailing around a spear quite angrily and actually throws it at a wall and uh, it puts a pretty large dent. And the bartender has to chastise him.
3: Well, I don't really do social well.
0: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And
3: I at least kind of know one person
0: so so in all the time that you've been in this game you know one person oh he fits right in
3: i mean there was also my master at the monastery but uh no no this guy bangs what yeah
2: he She looks
0: at his username realizing oh yeah no i see he does bang he fits right in
2: no he really fits right in
0: yeah Lots of banging. Also,
2: it's great. We needed another strong, silent type. I could just, like, nod, and he understands.
3: That at Draken's comment, Tama uh, looks over and nods, and Draken just <laughs> nods back in silent agreement.
0: Snow looks incredulous and also annoyed by that statement. See, Tama, you already made your own buddy. Good job. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Um, we don't really have a probationary period or anything. Uh, just, you know, if I'm begging you, She sends you an invite into the guild. Whatever you do, please don't spend my money.
3: Don't worry. I don't really have much need for money. Oh, man.
1: Huh. I can help you out with that.
3: As you look, he really doesn't really have much on him at all.
0: There's a loincloth. Just a (laughs) A a loincloth.
3: It's just like a traditional monk garb, and that's about it. And a jar of pickles
1: strapped to his side. And a very oh, yeah. nice, you know, you got a nice satchel for the
0: pickles, nice leather jar shaped. Have them on them. Right. Okay. Well, so nice to have you join the team. This is Strike Squad that is out right now. I'm part of Strike Squad. Zana's uh, recently rejoined, part of Strike Squad. I'm part of Strike Squad. You recently re-
1: You went missing uh, sh- almost as much as I did.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, nice to meet you, Tama, officially.
3: Tama nods his head. Oh, and he does accept the invite.
0: She nods her head as well. You're right, Draken. We did need another strong, silent type.
2: It's refreshing, honestly. It
0: is. The silence, it's just, it's like the complete opposite of Grundle.
2: Yeah. Yeah, He, that man growed on you like a fungus, but honestly, it's one you always wanted to get rid of.
0: <laughs> Zana <laughs> shudders like a foot fungus. Why what? are there so many notes passed between you I, two? I like
2: passing notes. He's my strong, silent type. So, what would you all do if uh, time were to elapse? Not too much, but about like an hour. You mean during that hour? Yeah, what would you do during that hour? After the events which have just taken place, you're kind of all situated in this tavern, uh, and you do hear sirens kind of circling the town off in the distance.
0: Snow would be trying to message Wilson to find out where he is, along with where Nachia is. Did she come with?
2: Um... After a short period of time, Nichia would have returned to you, but Wilson uh, has not returned yet, nor does he seem to respond, even after about an hour has elapsed.
0: She's freaking out. She's absolutely internally just freaking out right now. Um, and yeah, she's she's just standing like near the door. Just or She's sitting in a chair near the door, just facing it, waiting to see if he comes in the door.
2: Any of you, what would you do if there was an hour after all of the havoc, which has just been wrecked through the city?
3: Well, Tama, as a monk, is used to just sitting there for long periods of time. Very nice. So he's just kind of sitting there observing everyone's uh, interactions with each other, trying to, like, and like anyone that he finds particularly interesting, he just kind of takes note of.
1: Sana grabs a plate to eat for her and Tama and Alistair.
3: Very nice. Uh, so
2: a Little biscuit. You go up to the barkeep and you order food as, in times of stress, it is best to relax yourself with a nice, refreshing meal. Meanwhile, Tom is kind of surveying the crowd. I need you to roll a perception check and a sense motive. 18 for my perception. 32 for my sense motive. Scanning around the room, you see a number of Very agitated individuals, uh, Snow anxiously waiting at the door. Zana's kind of stress-eating in the situation. Uh, Akula is having both verbal and physical altercations with a number of his various other guild compatriots. And the bartender is trying to uh, keep damages to a minimum. Uh, But amidst all the havoc and ruckus and anxious nature, there seems to be one suspiciously calm individual... Who's currently sat at the corner of the bar? You didn't notice them walk in. In fact, you think they might have entered through the back. And they're currently just sitting there, and they seem to be wearing some gray cloak, which obscures you from seeing any further detail of them. Did Zong sit down beside Dama? Yeah, so you're kind of like meditating at this one table, just kind of like taking in the surroundings, being one with your environment.
1: Zana's shoving her face next to you, saying, are you going to have any of that? Uh,
2: yeah, she keeps constantly pointing to your plate of food, asking you if you want any, and then just immediately taking something off of it and eating it herself.
3: Uh, Well, Tama takes in all the different things that are happening, and then as he comes to this gray-cloaked mysterious figure, he kind of sits there and stares at him for a little while with a very puzzled look on his face as the other things he kind of got, but... This he was a little confused about. So, so, do you approach the figure? Tama does not approach the figure okay. at this time.
1: Mouthful of food. Why, do you, look you, Why do you look like? You're... Why you look like you? Why you look like you're constipated?
3: Tama looks over at her, and then just looks back at the bar and kind of. It's points. rude to
1: point at people. Tama, tell me with your words.
3: There's an uncomfortable silence as he kind of just turns back and forth, staring at the figure and then back at you, and then. Tama just says, Weird.
1: Zana looks in the direction he keeps pointing even though she told him. It's rude to point. And can I have perception? Yes, you may. 24.
2: Similarly, you see a gray-cloaked figure sitting at the furthest side of the bar. He seems to be intentionally obscuring any identifying features, but you can tell that though he is sat, he seems... Mm -mm. uncomfortably lanky.
1: No! No! As
2: as if his proportions um, are almost unnatural.
1: Mm. Mm. That guy over there is kind of reminding me of, like, Gumby or something. I don't quite know. Um. He looks uncomfortably tall, like he's hunched over. Is that what you're saying is weird? Because he's tall, Tama? That's kind of rude. He's just tall.
0: Um, at some point, Snow would get up and walk back over to the group and just kind of look at them. And be like, I'm getting kind of worried. I might go out and see if I can find Wilson. Do you want anyone to come with you? No, I would just...
1: <sighs> do you want your lover number one to come with you? Miss I have a harem? She chuckles at that. You do realize the whole thing is a joke, right? I don't know. Maybe someone isn't taking it as a joke and has his feelings
0: legitimately hurt.
2: News, off anime series, is it wrong to pick up boys in a video game?
0: I'd rather us not get split up more, so you wait here. I'm just going to go take a quick look around outside.
2: As um, you begin saying this, you do notice as the sirens have grown louder in the area, and you see flashing lights through the somewhat opaque windows of the front of the bar. And it is at this time that the uh, bartender actually walks up to you. Uh, As you're turning around, he... Uh, seems a little startled as he was approaching you And then you kind of like almost collide with him But you stop yourself just oh, barely short
0: Sorry, sorry about oh, that
2: No, uh, Pardon me miss It's not a problem at all uh, But this was actually uh, purchased for you By that individual in the corner back there And it just seems to be Like a stout mug of ale
1: Oh wow, now there's a lover number three <sighs> uh,
0: <you're sighs> Hold on I gotta go take this She'll take it and start walking over
2: uh, roll a perception check sure. as you uh, grab the stein from him. Okay. It
4: explodes. All of you in the immediate area die. I need a reflex save.
0: Fifteen. I rolled a what?
2: Thankfully, this was intended to be found by the recipient. On the bottom of the stein, there seems to be a napkin, which is peculiarly attached to the base of it.
0: She'll, um, can I try to slide a hand to? take a quick look at it? Sure, yeah. Fifteen.
2: You slip this napkin, which has been attached to the stein, and you see as there uh, is some form of message inscribed on the bottom of this.
0: Can I read it? Sure. Um,
2: It seems to be a note. It's formatted like a letter, uh, and it almost immediately puts you on edge as it starts with, My dearest Amelia.
0: (laughs) What's the rest of it (laughs) saying?
2: My dearest Amelia, it's a pleasure to be seeing you again. It seems as if you found yourself in some interesting company and in an even more intriguing set of circumstances. But know this, I am not your enemy. If you would, I might be of assistance in such (laughs) a predicament.
0: As her compatriot is currently dying at the table, she looks over, concerned, and looks at them with a confused face, and then looks around, and then in the direction where it was indicated.
2: And you look over to this gray-cloaked individual who seems to have their hood down now, and you see uh, an individual with a gray fedora and somewhat long blonde hair. You can't make out their face, but you do see their... Elbow resting on the table with their forearm and hand raised, and they're kind of just waving their fingers over in your direction, almost as if to greet you and call you over.
1: your guys know? Tama was calling him weird like five minutes ago.
0: (laughs) Whatever you do, keep your distance from him. I'll go talk to him. I'll be right back. He looks friendly. No, no. Mm. She hesitantly starts walking over there, Holding the stein in her hand, and takes a seat one stool away.
2: So there's a, an empty stool spacing between the two of you. Yeah, it's okay. not that
0: it not that it really matters because he's so lanky. that honestly, and he could probably just problem.
2: reach you with his arm anyways because he's got like a six foot wingspan.
0: Pretty much, Stefan.
2: Oh, oh, Amelia, what a pleasure! I didn't know when I'd be seeing you again. <laughs> A number of nasty business you always seem to be finding yourself in, don't you?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Not exactly always my fault. Just seems to find me. What do you want, Stefan?
2: Well, and he kind of looks down at his wrist where there's a watch. Hmm. It would appear as if you have around about five minutes until the tracker, which was shot onto your compatriot's carpet, would alert the authorities to your given location. It does take them a wee bit to be able to find the signal, but they've been narrowing it down if you haven't been able to hear the sirens. So, the way I see it is you have about five minutes to escape and get to God knows where, or you can understand that maybe I'm not the enemy you've portrayed me as, and you could
0: follow me. Just me? Do I have to leave my friends behind?
2: Oh, I think it would probably be best if they followed us.
0: She looks back at the group, nodding with her head as if to gesture for you guys to follow or to come over. She just told us to keep our distance.
1: Now she's <laughs> <laughs> telling us to go over there. I want to meet this guy. Come on, Tama. You got to you gotta see that not everybody you brand as weird is always that weird, all right? So they're just the people that have, you know, abnormal traits. You got to be open-minded, Tama. You're never going to make friends this way. Is Draken still here, by the way?
2: Draken is still there, yes.
1: She
0: gestures as well.
2: He, he lets out a heavy sighs if he sees what's happening here and he just begins sauntering over uh, very indignantly.
3: Uh, Tama looks back and forth and seems kind of confused why Snow had just told him to stay put but now wants them to come and she previously said, under no circumstances, come over to this guy. <laughs> so he's very confused but he decides to follow Zana anyway. Getting a lot of mixed signals here,
1: guys. Look, I see you're confused. Welcome to the guild. This is how it is.
0: Uh, As soon as they get over there, uh, Snow looks at Zano. Yes. Sighing. Hey, you remember that carpet we were riding earlier? Uh Uh-huh. It's got a tracker on it. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. She pulls out the carpet. (laughs) Oh, begins to examine.
2: Yeah, so you, you just unfurl it in the middle of the thing? Like, like you walk up to this individual, have a conversation, and just immediately, like, whip out a rug?
1: As soon as she says that to me, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, as you've kind of laid out this rug and you're kind of, like, feeling around, uh, you do eventually find a device, but as you're kind of, like, squatted down, like, feeling around this carpet, and you see kneecaps and then begin looking up and up and up and up as this individual who was hunched over... At the bar before, sat. His proportions seemed unnerving to you, but you didn't truly understand why. But now, as he stands up, you see that he is a tall and lanky seven foot six.
1: Oh my gosh, dude. Do you play basketball? Do you get asked that a lot? How's the weather up there?
2: Well, Zenaria, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you too Aaron, Michael.
0: Ew. Your name is Michael?
2: Shut up, Amelia.
1: Suck my sword, demon scum. Although my grandma calls me Zanaria.
0: <sighs> and then there's Wilson.
2: Don't worry, we'll be reconvening with him shortly.
0: You know where he is?
2: Uh, well, um, he, he was in pursuit. Luckily, I was able to intercept him, and he was receptive, eventually, to my message. He had seldom other choice, similarly to the position you find yourself in. All right, well then, um, if you would follow me and he gestures to what seems to be a back door which would lead into the kitchen and it seems to kind of like go underneath the staircase that you went up before to get to the rooms but you didn't really think or notice this door as you assumed that it just led to the back of wherever the uh, barkeep kept the majority of his supplies and this tall lanky individual begins walking back there and as he does before he leaves this final room he kind of just tips his cap Uh, to the barkeep, who nods in acknowledgement. You begin uh, following this individual back into this storage room of sorts. The uh, double doors swing wide open um, and kind of flap shut behind you as you enter this quieter room, uh, which seems to have lined rows of ale, and eventually he stops at around about the seventh one in, and he kind of pulls it out as it seems to slide unnaturally smoothly and then rolls it out of the way to reveal a hidden staircase.
1: (gasps) Oh!
0: Secret passage! I love secret passages. Snow looks at this questioningly and she's just looking Stefan up and down and thinking, Who are you? Hmm, you have about 2
2: minutes and 37 seconds to find out whether or not you're going to trust me before the authorities arrive, and afterwards, I will answer all of your questions.
0: <sighs> she just starts walking down the stairs after rolling her eyes.
2: The lanky individual gestures downward. You illuminate the staircase as you head down, being a beacon of light for the rest of your party who follows you down this dark single-file staircase, and as you reach the bottom, you see that there is a light switch.
0: She waits for the others to sort of come in before she flips it.
2: You flip the light switch, and you hear that flickering and familiar humming of what sounds to be like iridescent light bulbs. After a moment, as you've all kind of made your way into this room, you hear... uh A very similar sliding and then shutting, presumably, of the hidden entranceway. As you see, Stefan is kind of, like, crouched and, like, half-bent over, trying to, like, cram himself down this tiny, uh, short corridor. But it seems as if this area has opened up into a large cement underground. It seems to be rather expansive, an almost empty room that goes on for quite some distance. Rows of fluorescent lights line the way... And it seems like a mostly vacant area, though you see objects off in the distance.
1: So there's, like, tunnels under the tunnels that are under the city.
2: This is a security bunker, which has absolutely nothing to do with the Amnest Tunnels. In fact, uh, we quite particularly built it around those so that we would not intersect with any potential investigation or pathways.
0: Who? Who built this? Who has? You think in all the time that... We've been in game, we had time to build this. She just looks at you. I mean, kinda yeah, like,
1: this carving out stone, I know people with the burrow skill. This
0: isn't forge craft.
2: This isn't build mine. (laughs) A few of my sympathetic companions, a number of individuals who on the back end decided to aid in the endeavor once they realized what they were getting into.
0: And, uh, what are you into? Yeah, what what exactly is all this about?
2: Ah, good question. I'm not a big fan of telling over showing. And he kind of gestures over to uh, one of the corners of the rooms where you see there are metal folding chairs set up around what seems to be almost what looks to be like a whiteboard and a corkboard as uh, in this corkboard there are numerous pins with that like standard yarn and pictures all kind of set up around it. Well, ask your questions away then.
0: So you're like part of a secret
2: society? Um, arguably you could say that.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, hold on. This one's been bothering me this entire time. Am I allowed to ask this? Uh, are you, are you an NPC? I'm not sure anymore because this seems a little out of line for you.
2: No, I'm not an NPC. In fact...
0: Snow is not ready for this. Not at all.
2: I wouldn't even necessarily consider myself a player. I'm more of an admin.
1: Admin? For this game? Like I said, um,
2: the original project that was proposed to me and a couple of my associates seemed innocent enough. But once we started working on it further, we realized there were more devious intentions that we initially anticipated in association with the game and its development. But by that point, it was too late. We were too far gone. We had to fall in line and do what we could until things got to a point where it was borderline intolerable and uh, we've reached somewhat of a breaking point. Today's events most certainly will not go unnoticed and definitely not go unanswered.
0: What exactly is going on that has you can cons- I mean besides the fact that you know that we're all kind of stuck in this game, why are you helping us?
2: Well again, I didn't know that we would be indefinitely trapped into the game. There were some strange signs, um, and from my position now, I only have limited control to fix anything, but I do have the knowledge of a few things which might be able to aid us along, expediting processes and maybe getting us out sooner rather than later. You're not the only ones trapped in this game, players. Some of us administrators are as well.
1: The dude trapped his admins in the game? Yo, that's gonna suck!
2: It is less of an individual and more of an organization.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's
0: that's a bit harder to deal with. Wait, wait, wait. So, was it the Game Master that trapped us here?
2: The Game Master isn't really an individual entity. If it is a person, um, he would be a well-hidden individual inside the game. Something that we found out only recently... Uh, The way they are able to trap us is this game is ran entirely internally there's no outside communication no data going in or out everything is self-contained in this own microcosm of a universe which is why the administrators are trapped inside as well the entire game is encapsulated so that no one on the outside can even ride a data stream in because there's no data stream to come in on Effectively, think of it as a self-fixing program, except the programmers are trapped inside it.
0: Oh, gotcha. So, so then how do we get out? Oh,
2: very good question. Uh, we would have to make a big enough problem that outside servers would have to connect in. Once there is that stable connection line, we would be able to hopefully brute force our way through that connection and burst out to our various different hosts. Hopefully freeing everyone. But we would have to stir up a lot of internal trouble.
1: Like bombing the city.
2: The game always had anticipated uh, large-scale calamities. In fact, that's one of the things that it was actually designed to simulate, in a matter of speaking. I'm not exactly sure what the purpose of the corporation was, but they seemed intent in simulating a numerous... Different set of circumstances, placing individuals in under extreme stress, duress, and inhabitable climates, seeing how they would react and handle different occurrences and events.
1: Oh, like like a big brain science experiment, like testing how people react to things, but um it did like in a bigger scale and um and you know, un- for like
2: trauma. Exactly. Being able to get willing participants into such a extreme thing, uh, proved to be difficult, I would assume, and hence why they unwillingly trapped us all here.
0: I knew GameGo was a scam. Wait, is GameGo the organization? Uh... Maybe they're just like a cover.
2: I do believe that they are some form of shell corporation. They were technically the individuals who hired me, but they didn't seem like some un of the mill gaming organization, none of which the likes I've seen. Individuals dressed in fancy black suits, parading themselves around with some form of authority, taking us to mysterious compounds with high-vetted private security. It was all very strange. Turned a few heads initially, but we didn't think to question it. The pay was too good, especially for our position. They said that uh, we would be some of the first programmers to program from inside the game. Nevertheless, causing a large-scale calamity would go... To draw attention, but I don't know if it would necessarily cause the reaction we desire. We would have to hit the internal functioning of the game itself in order to cause such a distress and repair. I mean, hitting the inner workings of the machine.
0: Stefan, how can we know that this place that we're in right now is secure enough to talk about this?
2: Well, I've been operating here for at least the past couple of months. It certainly doesn't help that there's a ruckus upstairs.
0: Is the Queen one of you?
2: Is she an admin? Indeed.
0: <laughs>
3: God!
2: She had to be discreet about her functionality, but um, a few of us were able to put ourselves into various positions of power. I decided to come here to the 15th floor and keep a hold on all of the Inquisitions. This is the largest data reserve mind that we have in the entire game. We figured to keep it close to home. One of the earlier floors, something that people wouldn't bet an eye on too much, but it's been used in concerning and alarming ways more recently, infringing on players more so than I thought originally they would. But that also makes it advantageous because if there was ever a place to attack and draw attention to, if we hit the data centers of the game internally, that would cause a ruckus.
1: Would we be able to hit those from Iraveldum?
2: Well, us, they're stored here. Why do you think I know your name's Zenaria?
1: Because you kind of... Uh, no, I guess most people wouldn't guess that. Wait, what's it, What? what even is your name? Stefan Stefan
0: It's not Stefan, it is Stefan I'm not
2: going to actually use my real name
0: Stefan <laughs> is
1: your game name Stefan is your real no, name
2: No, no, other way around
1: Stefan is your real name Sounds
2: fancier, doesn't it?
0: Oh, wow, such a big change You know what, I can't even well, The last name is Wilson. completely messed
2: up Yeah, Will. we'll see the, the destroyer, you, that's what you want to talk to me about Is using names
0: Well, Listen, listen Speaking of which, where is he?
2: He should be on his way any moment now. I had one of my other associates pick him up. They had to intercept the uh, chase which was going on through the streets. Uh, and honestly, the attention is going to be probably brought to this tavern quite shortly. We might have to use a side exit. I don't know how compromised this location is going to be, but we have a couple of different holes. Places we can bunker down in. But again, the main point is... Uh, I saw that you were trying to rally some players, and that would probably be one of the better things to do.
0: Oh, that's exactly... Yes, that is... Exactly what I was trying to do. Well she really riled them up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you you riled them, less rallied them. Um, It's certainly not the the best display, but the intention was there.
0: Well, she can get the attention of a lot of players. Oh, I'm really good at, you know, causing messes and distractions. It's great.
2: If ever. Sadly, it would be too suspicious if I were to leave the floor. So, if need be, you could always return to the tenth floor and hide out with the queen. Though, that wouldn't necessarily progress our current objective. If you want to escape, it's arguably within your grasp. But, uh, if today's show of force was anything to say, it's not going to be a walk in the park.
0: So if we try to hit these servers internally, or your game system internally, how many people do you think we'll need?
2: Well, there's a couple of different options. The security is fairly tight around the area. Uh, If you were able to cause a distraction, it would lessen it to a degree, but there are still some uh, mechanical interventions put in place. Some barriers which players are not supposed to be able to pass. Cause quite a problem if they were able to access them, obviously. Most of it, you won't be able to see. We might be able to circumnavigate that, but it'll take some time. The point being, though, um, you would need at least two to three small parties to be able to hit all the data centers at the same time. Edgewise, you're going to need a lot more if you're just planning on brute-forcing it rather than sneaking in.
1: Oh, I can sneak.
2: That's good. Now, if only we had around about 15 more of you, then we might be able to pull this off.
1: I know of one other person that might be as good as me, but only a little bit.
2: With that being said, we would need more than 16 individuals, four different parties of four, if we were to take it by brute force, because there would be a lot of heavily armed guards there. You would easily need at least a hundred players rallied together under one banner. And even then, if they were able to call in reinforcements, uh, who knows which way the tides of battle would swing. If we could sneak in, um, and also cause a diversion to draw the forces elsewhere, potentially we would be able to pull it off in a covert operation with something hindering their forces edgeware.
1: And that's what you've been planning? Here on this little board with your strings?
2: Uh, here I've been attempting to locate the exact location of the various data centers. They were smart enough to not to put them all in one place. And furthermore, like I said, I was trying to estimate the numbers and also what type of problems we would run along to in the way.
1: I need to poo-ass.
2: Understandable, don't we all? There's a latrine right over there to the right. We walk down that, that, that corner. See a little, um, porta potty
0: Ha, huh, thanks for the information, Zana. Oh, yeah. That's... that's my guild. That's my party.
2: Wait, but if we break out, I can't win the game. Draken? Yes?
0: Why do you need to win the game?
2: Because he said whoever wins the game gets the game.
0: Oh, you mean along with all of the uh, lawsuits that are going to go against it as well?
2: I mean, sure. You just declare bankruptcy and then just keep the material components. You know how... the the price of all the servers and everything?
0: Draken! Why are you so greedy?
2: Imagine all the hardware and employees we would have at our our disposal. Not to mention the sheer amount of clout. Imagine putting that on your resume.
0: Draken, what if we just, you know, instead of trying to win the game, we escape from the game and we sue the heck out of them and make the rights of the game a requirement? She kind of, like, does the shrug, like, what do you think about that?
4: Yeah, I don't
3: know how that would hold up in a court of law.
0: I think it would hold up just fine. How's it going, Tama?
3: Tama looks back and forth and thinks about the situation. He was saying, uh...
2: Might be hard to prove. See, he's he's on the right mindset. He's still on the legal track thinking about how we'd be able to get this. I don't think it would work very well, Snow.
0: Then maybe, Draken, it's time to give up on you winning the game and let's just get out of this game.
2: Listen, even a class action lawsuit would probably only afford me a couple thousand dollars. That's not really enough for all of the emotional damage I've gone through. I might as well just full send it and beat the thing.
0: Seriously? That's what you want? The emotional damage. I feel like you're the one who's the most fine out of everyone. Michael.
2: Don't don't start that Amelia.
0: At least Amelia's better than Michael. What's wrong with Michael? There's it's just, an
2: archangel named Michael. after Michael. Okay. And Michael Scott. I'm I'm yeah, exactly. A phenomenal individual, along with Michael Jordan. Like, come on. The goat.
0: Interesting. What was Thomas again?
2: Uh
3: Aaron.
0: And then you got Aaron over here.
3: I mean, what about you, Tama?
2: Do you even want to leave the
3: game? Not really yet. I have other things that I need to finish before I leave.
0: I mean, th- who's to say that us escaping the game is going to make the game shut down? You might be able to still play.
3: I'm pretty sure you're going to shut it down once people
0: escape. Then, Then maybe it needs to be shut down in general. I don't know.
2: After a while, you do see one of the walls begin to move as if it were a hidden panel, and you see another staircase open up from it, and there, exting appears to be Wilson with Angus and another individual.
0: He brought Angus down too. Amazing.
2: What about you, it? Do you even want to leave the game?
0: Leave the
1: leave the game? Like, I, w- I want to make sure I don't die like, here. Like,
2: irreparably damage it so that we could probably never return and then indefinitely have it shut down.
1: Oh, that is a tough question. Like, I have built a life here, kind of. I have a nice
0: mansion. Snow runs over to Wilson and gives him a hug. Welcome back.
2: Oh oh my gosh, there are bullets everywhere, bombs, explosions. Why do they have cars? Oh my goodness, that's terrifying. Yeah,
0: I know. I hate it here too. Great news though, we might be able to leave this game sooner rather than later. What? Really? We can get out? Yeah. How? She gestures towards Stefan. Oh, I mean,
2: he kind of told me that he would help me out to get out away from the police and I said that sounded like too good to be true and I thought it was one of those like FBI sting operations where he's gonna lead me to the rest of the group
1: wait are we all getting arrested I don't think so
0: buddy no I think we're fine but and then Snow explains to the best of her own ability the situation as she's heard it
2: uh huh I heard something about capsules and like one way streets I you kind of lost me but I I, I think I understand
0: one-way streets? What? When did I talk like about the, one-way street?
2: On uh, un, being unable to communicate and something about streams.
0: Oh, you poor sweet summer child.
2: Um, anyways, uh, alright, so, like, what you're, you're, you guys are on board, right?
0: I, I mean,
1: I, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but... I would kind of
3: like to wait a little bit longer.
1: I'm feeling conflicted because I feel like I don't want to die here, but also my life back home kind of sucks, and I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to go back to that.
0: Well, it would take a lot of time for us to gather a hundred people to be able to do anything. We also don't know exactly where all of these uh, data centers are, right?
2: Not precisely. We have rough ideas. We know where definitively one of the three is, and then we have the general location of the other two.
0: How many floors do we need to beat in this game to win, Stefan?
2: many floors well you're jumping by fives and there's 100 floors you're currently on 15 which so
0: it is 100 floors still technically oh
2: we have got a cool and crisp 17 floors to go
0: she glares at the three players who are indicating that they might not want to leave right now we have 17 more floors to go
2: i don't know i think we're making pretty good progress this I, far
0: really how long have we been in this game
2: oh well let me look at that um about 37 minutes What? Yeah, only about 37 minutes.
1: Wait, what do you mean?
2: One of the parts that the experimentation was on was unlocking the entire capacity of the human brain. Currently, um, humanity is one of the largest untapped natural and renewable resources. The human brain can perform a stunning number of calculations a second, far outdoing a large number of our computers but we're only able to use a small percentage of it. Something that we were working on was being able to utilize the entirety of it. Effectively, uh, we've only been in the game for about a quick nap. A dream, if you would. Notice how whenever you go to sleep and have a dream, it seems like you've been in there for hours. Days, even. But when you wake up, it's only been a few moments.
1: So you're saying these, like... Past couple months have only been minutes in the real world, and when I wake up, I'm not even gonna have like a cool beard or anything.
2: No, you won't have anything like that.
1: Sana, why
0: would you have a beard? Are you a girl or something?
1: I I am, but you know how when people wake up from comas in their movies, they always have those scraggly
0: beards. I need there to be a parody movie where a woman who was in a coma wakes up with a beard. Just
2: Asuna has like a three foot long beard. <laughs>
0: I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're going to have to think about this, since we're not all in agreement.
1: uh, I'm on board to, like, help people out. Just, like, I don't know if that entails... Me?
0: Seven minutes? Yes, but do you know how long it feels like, though? Yeah, months. Oh,
2: did I mention? Minor side effect. Potentially, uh, seeing as the science isn't completely out and you are some of the first test subjects, we aren't sure whether or not that the uh, continuous extensive utilization of all your neural networks could potentially cause any one of your heads to explode.
1: Oh, so like if we die in the game, we die in real life. And if we live in the game, we might die in real life. Cool.
0: I think that thing that we hashed out like six months ago.
2: Yes, if you stay here for too long, eventually you're, you'll effectively exhaust your brain to death.
1: Oh, well, that would probably be pertinent information. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely would help.
2: I don't think it would happen anytime soon. We have plenty of time, if you would. At least as much as we've already used. So if, for example, we've experienced about eight months thus far in the game, we could probably spare at least another six before we have to get too worried about things. But if we waited too much longer than that, we would start feeling side effects in-game. ...from our out-of-game body's exhaustion. Give it a year, and every player in the game would probably be dead.
1: Great, so this is like a speedrun type thing, except for nobody told us there was a timer.
0: I mean, technically, we all have timers in real life, too.
1: Yeah, but I don't have a sword in real life.
0: You could buy one.
1: I could, but apparently it's not a finesse weapon, even though that's totally what it is. It's... You gotta get it up close and personal rather than from with range.
0: Uh, Well, regardless of this, at the very least, we'll need to talk with the other guilds and see if they will agree to assist us. And I guess while we're waiting for more information on these data center locations, we could explore the other floors and see what items we can get that could help us.
2: If you would like, I could uh, expedite your process. At least to a degree. Seeing as I am an administrator in the game, I am privy to specific information about where objects, locations, and exits are.
0: Go on. Snow is very intrigued.
2: Well, for example, if you wanted to leave this floor, as you so desperately expressed, the exit to this floor is around about 1.8 nautical miles off the east coast of this continent. You would have to sail out there and then you'd have to dive, though the oceans are relatively uninhabitable. First off, they're freezing, literally. A player cannot last for more than three minutes under the water, unless you have some form of protective gear. And that is not even accounting for the creature.
0: The Gift Gangwis?
2: Uh, no, wrong wrong one. Dang it! That, um, that was the... I, I don't know who came up with these stupid names. Um, someone decided to, to translate all of these animals into Latin and then associate them with various elements. Um... The one we're talking about, here's the Galum Kete. It's Dang some it. giant ice whale.
0: Which one's the gift he gained? Uh, that
2: that's literally translates to, like, charismatic snake, by the way. Ow. <laughs> it lives in the swamp, though it has been utilizing the sewer systems as of late.
3: Tama, so hearing that, kind of looks at Vana and Draken. Oh, uh, yeah, I think we ran into that.
1: Yeah, um, big big
0: snake.
2: I do believe it is actually considered a gargantuan creature by game standards. It's around about 100 feet long.
0: So, what it sounds like is, gang, we need to find a way to get under the water. Under the sea.
2: Alrighty then, foundlings. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Interesting plot twists and development ensue. Let's see how our guild and new members will be able to handle this surprising influx of information. And if they will be able to rise to the challenge... Tune in next next week on The Odd Campaign.
0: Hopefully we don't end up belly up.
2: We're going to have a whale of a time.
1: I don't want to be sleeping with the fishes.
0: Thank you, foundlings, for listening to another episode of Sword Art Online Odd. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to stick around for the next episode and that, you know, you'll continue to love us and share us with your friends, family, and your pets because we love dogs and cats and horses. Honestly, yeah, no, have your horse listen to it. I'm sure they'll really enjoy it. If you don't have a horse, snake, uh, the spider that lives in the corner of your room, uh, they'll definitely enjoy it as well. But As always, foundlings, if you want to support the podcast, there are many ways to do so. One, by sharing. Two, go check out our Patreon. Consider donating to the podcast because that helps us out a lot with maintaining hosting fees and a bunch of other fees that we pay. Uh, And also so we can support other artists like Michael Gelfie, Yvonne Dudge, Monument Studios. So uh, also, if you want to support those artists, their links are in the description below. You can go and check them out. You can go to all of our links in our description using the link tree, going to our website where we have merchandise, or uh, go to our Twitter uh, or other social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram at rollfound. Or join us in Discord and come play Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, and other games with us and hang out. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to play with you. All right, foundlings, that's it for me. And we will see you next, next week on another episode of Sword Art Online Odd. Bye,
3: guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.